the Plotcast podcast with the Potty Plotters, sponsored by Green Blooms, floral design at an affordable price. Hello, well, we're still here, and welcome back to the latest Potty Plotters Plotcast podcast. Well done, Julia. I'm Elaine and... I'm Julia, and this is episode 22. And don't forget, you can get in contact with us via our social media channels, which are Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at Potty Plotters. We've also got a TikTok account now, Elaine, and it's at The Potty Plotters. Or you can contact us via our website, pottyplotters.uk, or send us an email to the naughty corner at pottyplotters.uk. And someone has actually been in contact with us, haven't they, Elaine? <laughs> yes, they have. A new listener, Lisa, in Ponticlin. <laughs> I think that's how you say it. In South Wales. Anyway, she's got an allotment and she's had one for about 10 months now. And she says she can't get enough of this stuff. She says, what have you both done to me? I have found your podcast and can't stop listening. On episode 10... Bloody brilliant. She's swearing. That's a South Wales thing. Wish my allotment was on your site. Feels like I'm listening to friends. Keep it up. You guys are so inspiring. Thanks, Lisa. And keep in touch and let us know how you go on with your allotment. There then, that's that. Well, it continues to be crazy down the plots with so many jobs to do at this time of year. But today we want to specifically talk to you about tapes. All will be revealed. And we'll be earthing up our potatoes. And do you remember that meal barrow that we did in episode 11? I'm surprised that you do, Julie, because I was doing it while you were sat inside in the warm. Yeah, well, anyway. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, we're going to go back to that and have a look, see what happened. And we're also returning to episode 17 to sort out the sunflowers and zinnias. So we've got lots to talk about. That's not like us, it? Yeah having loads to talk about but we mustn't forget to remind you that if you'd like to learn more about what we are doing or have done then hit the follow button so that you don't miss anything contact the potty plotters anytime on facebook twitter and instagram at potty plotters or email naughty corner at pottyplotters.uk then what are we going to do about today then what are you going to talk about julia i'm talking about tapes tapes what tapes. kind of tapes not the kind that you record <laughs> well you used to record the radio on didn't you could you remember when you had the charts on and you used to go try to stop the music when oh, you were... top of the pops yeah. yeah yeah no no not those kind of tapes <laughs> no. uh, we're going to video talk about... tapes no 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 that killed right. the radio star didn't it uh, <laughs> Uh, no, no, we're going to talk about seed tapes, Elaine. Okay, seed tapes. Yeah, and it's something that we knew about, but we've kind of really been talking about a lot when we've been going out and, and sharing not our knowledge with people. Because we had a lady on, on our site who struggles with mobility issues and bending down a lot. And I'd noticed... <laughs> that could be me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Insert name Elaine here. Uh, so she was struggling to get down and stay down and be able to sow the seeds yeah. and sow them where she, you know, where she was leaving enough space between the seeds because obviously yeah. once she was down, she was chucking them in. Is that the lady who's got arthritis in her fingers? That's right. Yeah. yeah. Got, yeah. So it was quite difficult for her and. Uh, I knew about these seed tapes having worked with children before because if you've ever worked with children when you're sowing seeds they are a bit heavy handed so I had used seed tapes before and we gave her some of them and she absolutely loves them now she raves about them they are so easy there's no thinning out so so how do you let's go back a bit 
What are they and how do you actually use them? So they're basically seeds of different varieties of things. So you can get them with radishes, you can get them with carrots, beetroot, lettuces. We've seen them with onions. Um, and it's a piece of tape and it's almost like it's paper. Really. Okay. And it is uh, biodegradable. And the seeds are impregnated into the tape. So are, And they're impregnated at the right distance that they need to be. So when you're on the oh. ground kind of trying to sow them, yeah. it can be a bit fiddly, can't it? Especially yeah. with carrot seed because yeah. they're so hard to quite small and fiddly and also yeah. you have to leave a nice gap and they're already done for you so you basically create a little trench to lay the tape in cover it lay the tape cover it back over with the soil and then water it in and the seeds will come up and everything will be correctly spaced so there's no thinning out so actually it saves you money because you're not wasting money and, by and thinning so the them tape out. itself you said that it was made of paper so can you rip it then to the length of like the row that you've got if it was like six foot eight foot two inches whatever yeah you can rip it to fit the size that you want to fit it some people have ripped them to fit into containers even so you know but you can see the the seeds quite clearly through the tape so it makes it very easy but there's there's normally about six to eight meters in the pack which gives you a lot of seed but it just makes it that much easier so people. what about the cost though because invariably when somebody comes up with an idea or a new idea that isn't just a packet of seeds and that you're you know planting them they usually invariably cost a lot more money what about the price of these then yeah they are a little bit more money so the the radishes for example they were three pounds for the pack but then you get six meters worth of them but then if you think about it you're not wasting anything Thin. you're not kind of over sowing so you're not having to thin them out it just makes it so much easier so I think it is worth it I mean I'm sure if you go on on YouTube and all those those things you'll find some way of doing it yourself but actually for the price of it it's so easy and I do think it is worth it if you have difficulties or if you're doing it with children who are very heavy-handed okay so we can do them with carrots beetroot radish and other things and it's worth looking out for at all the supermarkets and seed places yeah. and particularly I would say then um, if you can get them back end of the year and get them in the sale absolutely I think that's the perfect time to get them let's have a go so we're on your main plot Elaine do you remember the last time we were on here with your big dobber <laughs> yeah not likely to forget it really am I and what we did was we planted my potatoes if you remember we screwed holes along here every eight inches and eight inches down and then this one we actually dug a trench so we've done the two different methods and as you can see now I've been hoeing up and covering the green of the potatoes as they started to grow and I've continued to do that week in, week out. And now look, I don't think there's much more soil to hoe up. And the other beauty thing is, beauty, that's like a <laughs> beautiful thing I should mean to say, is that I've actually now got flowers on the potatoes. So they're looking really good and very healthy. So why have you been... Uh, hoeing them up and what have you been using to do that? I've used a draw hoe and this is a draw hoe here. Okay, and what you do then is you draw up the soil over the top of the potato and that's simply to stop the potato rising to the top because when they do and they go green, they give you a funny tummy. And I don't mean funny ha-ha, I mean not very pleasant, <laughs> no. not at all. So they're not potatoes then to eat, but it will then make the potato continue to grow under the soil. How do you know when to stop drawing up the soil? 
when you run out of soil generally I know it sounds funny but it is true there will be a time when you cannot draw any more up and at the moment Julia I think I'm about soiled out the Plotcast podcast with the potty plotters sponsored by Green Blooms Declared amongst you may have noticed that there's been a slight change at the beginning of this episode of the Plotcast we're being sponsored now if you're a business and would like to discuss potential sponsorship opportunities with us, get in touch. Naughty Corner at pottyplotters.uk. Our first sponsor is Green Bloom's Floral Design of Derbyshire. You may remember Tina was on with us on episode 11 discussing spring flowers and displays. Green Bloom's Floral Design is a small floral business based in Derbyshire who give a personal and affordable service. Whether you're after displays for your wedding or funeral, a gift or bouquet, contact Tina. Search Green Blooms on Facebook and Instagram or at greenblooms.co.uk. You'll also find them linked from our social media too. So we've moved on to Elaine's overflow plot, which basically is full of flowers, isn't it, Elaine? It is. I've intermingled some vegetables and in the curvy greenhouse at the back as well, I put the dwarf tomatoes. But other than that, yes, a vision of beauty as you come round the corner. And that's not just me, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to say anything. Right, get down on your hands and knees. You're going to do something, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for a change. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to plant the zinnias that are left over. I've done a whole bed here, uh, well, three quarters of a bed, and also I've got some single giant sunflowers that are now ready to be potted. Now, I don't actually put these out into the ground until they are this big, which is around 18 inches high. And that's about the same height as the ones that I'm going to plant will grow to. Absolutely, yeah. So you like the small ones and I like the big ones. Nothing changes really in life. So what I am going to do though is I am going to plant it good and proper. So I'll get my trowel in here and it's actually full of orsebook as you can tell because the soil is still lovely but you can see the depth of this um, plant pot is probably about four inches something like that and what I'm going to do is literally make a hole big enough for the plant to go in and you can see the roots underneath there Julia. Just squish it a little bit and then pull gently so that you don't break all the roots off. Lovely root ball, ready to be planted. And then in it goes. And you'll notice that I've actually put a stake already next to it. So when I say that, I mean a giant cane. So I've pushed that well and truly in. And now what I'm going to do is I've got a piece of string or I'll cut a piece of string rather than the cable that goes to the microphone because then I would get told off. <laughs> and then all I'm going to do is I'm going to tie a figure of eight round the neck of the sunflower, then curve it round over onto the cane and then tie, as I do, a double knot. That will make sure that it's well and truly secured. You and pass this- the water, I'd water it then. Where is it? I haven't got any. It's ever in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's a reason for doing a figure of eight, isn't there, Elaine? Yes, it's so that the sunflower can grow yeah. and the width of the uh, stalk will grow and it won't get tied in and strangle it. So you've given the sunflower a good watering now. Now what are you doing? Right, I've got the zinnias. I've planted three quarters of a bed here, Julia, which should be spectacular. And I've just got these last few to put in. And all I'm doing is get them out the cell tray, 
hold it carefully and as you can see I've watered it really well got a lovely root ball and all you're going to do is make a hole big enough for the root and the plant to go in in it goes push it down and then shove all of that back on the top all the soil and it is all smuck as well so um yeah i've had my sandwich so i'm not really bothered no. but it doesn't need watering because it was well watered beforehand it was and i've just noticed that the label says giant zinnias so what what height are they going to get to <laughs> i'm hoping to about three foot but you know me i like everything giant on my plot <laughs> that's why you covered it in muck isn't it <laughs> it is it should be okay though Contact the Potty Plotters anytime on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Potty Plotters or email naughtycorner at pottyplotters.uk We've come back round to outside the tangerinery and look what we've got here, Elaine. Uh, a meal barrow. Do you remember planting it all those weeks ago? No, I remember watching you <laughs> planting it because I was inside in the warm. And I and, was outside in the cold. Yeah, and it looks marvellous, but I have noticed one terrible mistake. <laughs> I've noticed one terrible mistake that you Actually, made. this was an experiment, Julia, actually, and it was whether or not uh, Alderman Peas would be able to grow in a wheelbarrow. <laughs> And they work. Whenever you say experiment, read mistake. Because I think what you've done is you've put some very large peas in there, haven't you? <laughs> very tall peas. But yeah. all I'm going to say to you, Julia, is the proof of any pudding is in the eating. Have we or have we not got peas on the peas? We've got peas on the peas. That's easy peasy, isn't it, then? Well sure. Done. So anyone can give this a go, can't they? And now, at this time of year, laughing at you and Joe, that's a bit <laughs> sad, isn't it? <laughs> Anyway, anybody could give this a go and at this time of year it'll all get going very quickly, won't it? Probably twice as quickly as when we did it. Yeah, definitely because the uh, temperature is so much warmer. But what I would say is I'm going to have a go at doing a salad barra now. Yeah, hmm. I'll good. do it on my own and then you won't be able to <laughs> criticise it. So what are you going to put in this sal salad barra then? <laughs> a sad salad, salad. <laughs> it's dead hard to say into a salad barra. What I'm going to do is I shall put radishes in, beetroot, I will definitely put lettuce in there and if I've got some dwarf tomatoes I'll pop some of them in as well don't know if you've ever grown any of those before julia no i don't grow dwarf tomatoes i grow the giant ones well i'm going to put those in and let's see how it goes top-notch advice no latin included the potty plotters podcast away from the meal barrow sitting down now in the beer garden julia what have you been doing this week it's been hell of a time hasn't it? it's non-stop isn't it this time of year so it's watering watering and more watering and a little bit of feeding as well because i've noticed that the tomatoes have got lots of baby tomatoes developing so i've been feeding them once a week and also the strawberries are putting on some growth so they've also had a bit of tomato when you say feed. that you feed your tomatoes once a week how do you remember what day it is that you feed them I've tried to build it in so I always do it on the same day. So oh, I know that we'll be here on a Sunday, for example. So I always have a feed in Sunday. OK. I always have a feed on Sunday, but that's not that I have that's to remember. Husband, it's just, it? yeah. <laughs> that's right. He always does lunch on a Sunday, which is lovely. OK, then. So you've been watering and you've been feeding. What else have you been doing in the greenhouse and polytunnel? 
In the greenhouse, I've also been taking the side shoots out, the tomatoes, uh, been tying everything in to make sure that they are well supported. I've also been keeping an eye out for all the pests and diseases that start to appear at this time of year. Which are like what? Uh, things like the green fly, the white fly, the spider mite. Um, so it's just really looking over the leaves, making sure that there's nothing lurking in there. And if I've found anything, I have given it a good squish in, Elaine. I'm not, I'm not nervous of these things. I'm not, I am a vegetarian. But I will squish. I wasn't expecting you to say that you're going to eat them, Julia, but that's fine. Now then, slugs and snails. Now, I found that on my dahlias already, they know where they're located. And I've noticed that there's already some holes in the leaves that have appeared. Now, I will be getting the nemeslugs and everything out very shortly because it's that time of year. But how do you deal with slugs and snails? Uh, slugs and snails, again, I do what you do, get the nemeslug out. So we have got some coming in the post and... If anyone wants to hear about the nemeslugs, uh, they can listen back to episode 20 when we talk to Mr Nematode, Chris Holden. Um, so I also go round and I look out for any slugs and snails and if I see any, I do fetch them off the plants and I have to say, rather brutally, I do kill them. Okay, and I'm going to be putting some new guttering up very shortly on my shed and I'm presuming that you're going to do the same. Definitely, definitely. Um, as much water as possible when it does rain i want to collect it and keep it so uh, yes our our association of created a very great new initiative where they are providing all the guttering and the attachments at cost price so i think it should encourage people to collect their own water and i think it's so so important that you collect your own water and the plants really do prefer the harvested water to tap water anyway and what i've noticed is that sometimes you get green algae on the water that you're collecting in the barrels what can you suggest for people to do with the water barrel so that they don't get that in the future? Well, our friend uh, at Chelsea, didn't she mention something about putting a bag of watercress in there or is that just on a pond? Um, actually, that's worth a little go, Julia, because it was about a pond. But you've given me an idea. Maybe that's what we ought to be trying. And we'll get some watercress and sprinkle it on the top and see what happens. Other than that, perhaps just paint your water barrel so that no light can get through. Julia, have you ever had ants in your plants Pertler Anatusa well I always remember ants in my pants when I was a kid because I always used to sit on the floor (laughs) but I have had ants in my plants and I don't mind them in the compost heap they do a great job in there but I don't really want them in the plant in the plants because they do disturb the roots of them so there are numerous ways that you can deal with them and you've got a top tip haven't you I have yeah and I, what i found that does work is uh, the use of cinnamon powder so i go to a local shop where they sell it quite cheaply and i bring a bag of it up here and i sprinkle it round the plants in particular i found that they're in my curvy greenhouse so i sprinkle cinnamon powder around the tomato plants and find that then they'll leave them well and truly alone and since i've started doing that i've never had ants in my plants top tip yeah yeah and uh, i think we'd better move off quickly because we've been invaded haven't we <laughs> and not by pests that we know of anyway well they're pests in my book but uh, it depends who it is that oh barry's all right we'll keep him yeah yeah but we have been invaded by the men of the site who have made their way into the chalet and put the kettle on so i think there's a big hint there next time we will be sewing and making tea But that's just a play on words, as we mean something completely different to what you might be thinking. 
You won't want to drink this type of tea, though, will you, Julia, if it's the type that I think that we're going to be making? No, but it uh, it soon clears the plot, doesn't it? <laughs> it clears everything, that's the problem. So, press the follow button and then you won't miss the episode or any other thinking about it. The Plotcast Podcast with the Potty Plotters. Sponsored by Green Blues. Floral design at an affordable price is an Amberland Media production.